Hey, listener, Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. You can play Pick'em. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower total in each stat for this week's games for a chance to win big. You can actually win up to 100 times your money in a single night. That's right. I didn't say 10. I didn't say 20. Up to 100 times your money. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick them entry. My favorite feature, you can make rivals picks. Hit two players against each other. Wembenyama versus Nikola Jokic. Tim Hardaway Jr. versus Norm Powell. Kawhi Leonard. Versus Steph Curry. Who knows? Maybe Grayson Allen versus Pat Connaughton. You get where I'm going with that. You can do it all with Underdog Fantasy. Make sure you sign up today with the promo code DING. That's D-I-N-G. And get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well as an instant Pick'em special. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our promo code DING, D-I-N-G, to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well as an instant Pick'em special. Must be 18 or older and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. To a very special edition of Black Opinions Matter, motherfucker. My name is Amino Hassan. I'm joined as always by Juju Gotti, Black Trey, J Skills, and Big German. We got a special guest in the house today. It's Justin Tinsley from <laughs> Anscape and also from Ridiculous uh, Thoughts About Tupac being better than Biggie. But we're not going to talk about that today. That's, Here that's we completely go. on top. We're talking about a whole lot of other different things. But I just want to let everybody know patreon.com slash count the dings. That's where you go for all the extra content for the watch-alongs, for the Discord, for the extra episodes, the OG episodes, the all the, the Cinephone Special Editions, all of it, patreon.com slash count the dings. That's where it's at. All right, let's get the show started. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher-turned-podcast producer, and I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum-sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com slash dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal 
ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Well, time has come. The reason why Justin Tinsley's here, let's talk about it. Uh, Justin, there's a lot of uproar on the timeline talking about civil case versus criminal case. Yeah. Can you can you educate our listeners? Can you educate the people of what's the difference? Because this whooping our people's ass right now, like there, 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 and there. Oh man, it's it's ugly, man. And of course, you're you're referencing the the recent news about the lawsuit and uh quick settlement between Cassie and Diddy and you know, all the details that circulate there. And a lot of people were like, oh, well, Diddy should go to jail. And why did she wait so long to do this? When I think the real conversation is this was always going to be a civil case. Like if you Google right now, Statue of Limitations, New York, they give you a list of crimes. And outside of murder, of course, everything is one to two to five years. And so the, the, the criminal statute of limitations has already passed. Uh, she, Cassie has taken advantage of this thing called the Adult Survivors Act, which allows uh, victims of sexual abuse, domestic violence, things of that nature, uh, a, year to, uh, a year to file a civil lawsuit. And her time was about to you know end up on that. And so that's why the lawsuit came when it did. So people saying like, oh, she just wanted money, like, Dude, it's a civil case. Civil cases most normally always end in some sort of settlement, a financial settlement. We'll probably ne- we'll probably never really know the actual numbers of this, but how it ended was always how it was going to end. It, this wasn't going to end uh, with Diddy going to jail or anything like that because he wasn't arrested for any anything, which is why it wasn't a criminal case and we have a civil lawsuit. Yeah, man, it... It's so frustrating watching people on Twitter, Twitter lawyers and attorneys um, who haven't studied anything ever, right. <laughs> um, pontificating on all of this and acting like they know. And, you know, you see com- people comparing it to R. Kelly and Bill Cosby and all of this, um, not knowing the differences between the situations is really frustrating right. to see. Um, and shout out to, to Cassie for coming out and speaking out about, you know, all of the abuse and everything that she went through. You know, I know that was probably difficult as hell, you know, yeah. like, because you see the backlash, mm-hmm. right? You see how people react to that stuff online. So, um, yeah, shout out to her for being brave enough to, to go through with that. Yeah, um, like, I don't yeah. think people really, and, and that's a, such a great point, Jason, like, I don't think people really understand how much it takes a victim to come forward and talk about this. It's so easy to say like, oh, well, why didn't she say anything when it was happening? Like, bro, we are just minimizing what, you know, control and manipulate, manipulation and abuse. And I'm not just talking about this specific instance. I'm talking about, you know, with cases that we'll never hear about just because, exactly. you know, the pe- people involved aren't the level of a Cassie and definitely aren't on the level of somebody like uh, Diddy. So, yeah, it's... it's, it's it's really frustrating and yeah. I try to listen more than I talk in a lot of cases. And, you know, I, yeah. I reached out to a bunch of people who I, who I know 
that work within the law field, lawyers and prosecutors and, you know, things like that. And I, and I asked them a lot of questions mm -hmm. uh, about this and, and that the, the explanation I'm giving you is the explanation that they're giving me. I don't think I'm anything more than what I am. I'm a reporter, so I, right. I'm naturally inquisitive and I want to know about this. But yeah, like you said, Jason, it's like, oh, yeah, she should have held out and sent him to prison. I'm like, bro, <laughs> what? what are you talking about? Like, this, yeah. is, <laughs> this is not like... Everybody thinks it's a movie, man. And, no, exactly. And they, and they think everything like ends up with somebody being locked behind bars and that's justice being served. And, you know, it's like it, that's not how the American system set the setup or works nah, at it all. It does not work like that. It does yeah. not work like that. But you you wrote this book about Biggie, right? Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. So yes. and so this situation, I mean, in addition, you know, obviously the <laughs> explosive part of right. this one of the major explosive parts of it was the explosion of Kid Cudi's car that came Dude. to <laughs> like, like, what the fuck, right? Bro, the craziest <laughs> part about that is when you read the New York Times article, you read it, and I'm like, duh, ain't no way. And then the very next paragraph, they're like, yeah, Kid Cudi's representatives. Oh, no, nah, that happened. I'm like... <laughs> yeah. What? I'm like, Yeah, mind-blown like, emoji. Like, what? I'm like, bro, that, that lawsuit, I... I've read like a lot of lawsuits over the course of my career just for things that I was working on. Yeah. That was the fact that it had a trigger warning at the beginning. Let you I, know. You don't see that too often. So let you know. Like, yeah, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say just in relation to big, like it got mm -hmm. me thinking. I don't know what your research provided on Biggie's untimely demise. Yeah. But you know, obviously with the Puffy and the Tupac situation, everybody's yeah. like, that's that's been in the news lately. Yep. So everybody's like, oh, okay. It's almost assumed now that yeah. Puffy has something to do with Tupac's death, right? Yep. But we don't, we know Baby Lane. We know, you know, the, the people who are implicated in Tupac's murder. Right. We don't, why don't we know that about Biggie? And like, what do you, what is your research... <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, the wild thing is, and, and I'm, I'm going to be very careful about what I say. Yeah. So if I say allegedly or not a lot, that is just because it is to protect myself, is to protect this podcast. Because as we've seen, people get on podcasts and say crazy things, as we've seen it just this week. Right. You know, you, you know what I'm referencing. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of, there, there's different theories about Tupac and, and Big and, j and just for, uh, you know, excuse me, with respect to your question about Biggie. Uh, and I put in the book, I've, I've interviewed a lot of people on and off the record. Uh, I, I subscribe to the theory that it was, uh, implicated. It was, it was a setup from that Suge did something with, you know, at the time, his girlfriend, who was the middle person and they connected with this guy named Poochie, uh, Wardell Faust. And that's the theory I subscribe to because it makes the most sense. Obviously I can't say for sure if that's it, if that's if that's it. But mm -hmm. if you read the book, and obviously I'm not spoiling it because yeah. uh, you know there's nothing really to spoil about this. Yeah. Uh, and if you go down and look at some uh, YouTube interviews of people who were working at Defro at the time, mm -hmm. they won't say 100% sure. But it was like, yeah, that theory makes a lot of sense. That theory okay. makes a lot of sense because of who the guy Poochie was. And again, nothing I'm saying is like, oh, I'm breaking news. It's yeah. been 
hiding on the internet for about 15 years, right. including the same stuff that Keefe D is alleging right. uh, about himself and about Diddy and other people. So like, right. none of this to me is like really surprising, but it is surprising to see it now become such a major part of this. It's like this like niche conversation that is now bled into like, mainstream pop culture yeah, so. it's it's our version of jfk's assassination yeah, thing, you yeah. know what i'm saying like yeah there's so many theories and t- sources and different versions of the story and all yeah. of that and i think the tupac's death of it is kind of the crux of everything because yeah that's you know where you know yeah. if you subscribe to the theories that i subscribe to yeah. about obviously poochie and why that alleged or well, what one alleged because Biggie lost his life, but this alleged plot mm-hmm. by Suge and other people, and then it goes back to you know Pac in mm-hmm. in Vegas. Uh, you know, I, I always think about like, yo, what if Pac would have just had that one fleeting moment of clarity? It was like, maybe I don't need to go jump this crook, right? You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel you. Yeah, so but yes, that's that was the unfortunate domino effect for for both Pac and Big, at least. That's what I subscribe to. Right. And that's what makes Pac's story like this grand, I think, kind of Greek tragedy of, like, if you watched Dear Mama, I'm probably yeah. pretty sure you did. You oh, know, yeah, like, that was... Which, excellent, right? Yeah, that was an incredible documentary for sure. And, like, it just keyed into the fact that and there's a moment where Pac is, like, something about I would never, like, harm a black person or something like mm-hmm. that, right? And then, obviously, that's what he did. And yeah it kind of, that's the thing that extinguishes flame. So it's like the one it's, thing that you couldn't commit is the thing that took you out. De- yeah, man, definitely. Because de- he inserted himself in street politics. Exactly. And we we can go on and on about right that. But yeah, like, it's yeah. just one of those things, man. Like Pac was 25, Biggie was 24. We've been talking about this for longer than they were actually alive. And it's just one of those things of like our generation stuff that we grew up on is like, even when you think about it now, it's like, it just doesn't sound believable, but it actually happened. And that's where the fascination with not, not just their cases, but just those two guys and like the orbits around them will always be fascinating, especially to us because we lived through it. Yeah. And yeah. So, yeah, no. And then I was going to ask like, so in all of that, right. And everything that's come out now, should being in jail, obviously yep. those two passed away. Di- like there have been, you know, I've talked to people recently and they're like, oh, I didn't know this about Diddy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And the same way, like the stories came out about Russell, I was like, well, we kind of knew. The same way things came out about R. Kelly, where it was like mm-hmm. the black community kind of knew this about these niggas for a long time, that these niggas were scumbags and not good people and probably would be beholden to do some sort of you know what i'm saying yeah things like, like like this there's a lot of factors that that go into that too man because it's like you know me as a journalist like as you said if you if you've been tapped into this stuff for for a long time you always hear things you hear rumors and may, maybe one rumor is more true than the other uh, but mm-hmm. you got to take everything as a grain of salt and do your own research basically but uh so yeah there were always rumors but like again and not and i'm not even just talking about this specific case but when we talk about like these really serious issues there's there's always signs before like this stuff doesn't just like pop up out of nowhere right there's always mm-hmm. there's always a paper trail so um when i look at this so like 
nobody really wanted to come forward and say it then because it was like, well, do I have the actual facts? And, you know, a lot of people were scared, too, for for obvious reasons. There, There's a lot of fear that goes into this. And that's yep. why. I, that's why you see really 50. That's why you see 50 is the only nigga who's really speaking out because that nigga don't give a fuck. God, that man. Yeah, he he 50 is different. Yeah. 50, you survived nine shots. You're going to act like that, too, I guess. But I, I don't want to. I, I don't even want to take nine shots. So I don't need. To, I don't need to act like fifty. So. I don't need one shot. I'm good. Yeah, I don't need none of that. I just got a physical the other day. That's the only <laughs> shot I need. <laughs> right. All right, that's gonna do it for us today. Shout out to Justin Tinsley from Anscape for joining us. Uh, shout out to Juju and Jason and Jerv and Trey. I'm Amino. I have to remind you all to stay black, motherfuckers.